so our second one now. Today we'll be discussing pages. So yes, today pages. We left off page fifty-seven last podcast. That was in chapter four. So something we might do is kind of just round it to the next chapter, so that way we can kind of it'll be easier to remember and everybody knows. Okay, this is the chapter I stop. So, because I do Yeah, I always audible. go either a little bit before or a little bit after, but where I'm still caught up. Yeah, so yeah. this will be pages 57 through 141, so yes. technically page 4 through chapter 11. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so because last time we left off page 57, and that was in the middle of chapter 4, and I feel like we left off that little good ending where her dad gets screwed. With um, the the lawyer, lawyer. yes, and I'm like, oh, what a horrible ending to that chapter. Took off, yes, total Yeah, and it just plays again on what we talked about in our last podcast, which was the fact that you know when you are undocumented, you don't know your rights, and a lot of times people screw you over. Mm -hmm. Yes, and there's no justice, right? Like who who gets justice for these people? They lost how much money? Yeah, they cops. I mean, nobody will look into it. It's just like they're gone, and that's it. No, and she talks about how like he was always on time with his payment, and so important, you know. It's just, and she saw her dad being crushed, and as a girl, like you never want to see your dad go through yeah, that. Yeah, she know? saw him so deflated, like just puzzled. Where she was like, "Wow, like it, it sucks." I mean, to see your dad where you always see him as a strong man, mm-hmm. you know, the head of the household, and to see him deflated where he can't do anything, not even for himself. Yeah, I agree. So that was the ending of chapter four. And then we went on to chapter five. And chapter five, I liked because something positive, right? Um, She is looking into her new school and she gets into the art school, which was nice because I'm like, to hear her say she's excited to go to school and like, you know, my girl that I was so excited to. Or getting the choice of picking. Yeah, like you go with whatever is your nearest school. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I totally related just because I I remember, I remember, you know, I, I lived in a school district where it wasn't that great. And I always knew I was like, I have to go to college. I have to do this. I have to do that. And I was like, I can't go to these schools. And so I remember going to private school and sophomore year, sure enough, the summer I get pregnant. <laughs> and my mom was just like, I'm not paying for this anymore. And, you know, everyone was like, well, there's a high school across the street from you. And I'm like, I'm not going there. They have a pregnant girl program. They're going to have me sleep. (laughs) And I was just like, I can't. Like, I cannot be in that situation. And sure enough, I found a fundamental or charter school, as some places will call it. And I applied and didn't tell them I was pregnant. And I got in and I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I can't do this. Like, I have this future to work on. And I don't want to be around people that weren't on the same. did they ever find out? Yeah, well, obviously. Towards the end? Yeah, because at the end I had to pick classes, and I was like, oh, I can't do, do those classes. I'm going to take a couple months off because I'm pregnant. <laughs> you <laughs> like I, No. Oh, wow. No, I did really well. I mean, I was pregnant and everything, and I still got good grades, and I still graduated on time with a good GPA. Wow. But see, good for you. You were aware that you wanted something better for yourself, right. and you did your research. You had to do what you had to do. You know, me, it's like... Because we have to walk home. Why would I? Yeah. Your parents are well, working. That's where your sister's going. That's where your brother's grad and your sister graduated from. So you're just going to keep it going. Yeah. You know? I got pregnant my senior year. And yeah, I mean, they had the 
pregnant girls program and it's almost like a little continuation school on the side but mm -hmm. I still was able to take some classes in the high school but they don't let you take too many um, and then I had to also I was trying to keep it a secret so I didn't have to move to that side yeah but so then like my counselor's like you need to take ceramics you need to take this and then like friends were freaking me out they're like dude there's like chemicals and you shouldn't be around that and I was like <laughs> I was like, okay, counselor, I can't take those. I'm pregnant. So luckily I still took like, I think computer and some other one to still be part of the high school. But most of my day was in that called Genesis, the girls for pregnant that were pregnant and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I graduated. That was yeah, the point. <laughs> yeah. So that was so, chapter five. So yeah. that's good about the. So I want to read this part because I think this speaks to what our goals have been mm -hmm. right this what, whole what time uh the plan the quote oh yeah those are so good chapter five chapter, i love those page 63 i actually posted that yes. it's so beautiful yeah. right really i love good. to see a young girl go out and grab the world by the lapels mm -hmm. life's a bitch you've got to go and kick ass and it's so funny because i say that so often to my girls like i'm just like girl life's a bitch fuck it up like Keep Get, going. Keep Stop going. complaining and just do it. Yeah. yeah. And let's keep going. And it's just so, I mean, that's what we're all about, right? Empowering women mm -hmm. and, you know. Yeah. All right. Yes. So then chapter six, um, I think that is. So now she's, she's got accepted in her, into in her Boston school. Arts. Yes. That is really cool. So she's talking about how she loves it. And, and she went alone, right? No friends. This, I think that's yeah. what somebody joined. Um, yeah, her friend Sarah. Or? Yeah. Empezó sola. Empezó yeah. sola, yeah. Later on in another chapter, she talks about how mm. one of her friends joined. But another thing that happened was her brother, he got deported. Eric. Eric yeah, how sad. He yeah, got jumped. I mean, and also, I mean, just like an everyday thing, going to work and minding his own business. And I think a couple guys jumped him or something. Yeah, and the injustice because he was attacked and then they put it on him. Right. And he's an immigrant, so they he's, a, he's yeah. it's easier to make him the criminal than it is actually the people that jumped him. And, and something that, that he was stalking or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they they told him that that was easier to say that he was stalking, which it's something that I was like stumped by was that it's different when you're an immigrant misdemeanors. So I guess stalking for an immigrant is a misdemeanor. No, no, no. It's, it's a misdemeanor for a citizen, but because he was um, he was an immigrant, it became a felony. Oh yeah. See, I was like, okay, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, like we're already treated like like we're world criminals, so it's different for us. Yeah, and it's you, you and, and it was like he was the victim, and again, right, another lawyer that was messed up, mm -hmm. and again, you you're in a you in an impoverished situation, you're an immigrant. No one cares that the lawyer mm -hmm. screwed you over. And, yeah. he, and then um, Gloria, his girlfriend, they were, they, were, they were married, but because she was considering divorce, the citizenship was placed on hold, the application. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, so close. And it's interesting because he would be like one of these, um, he would be considered like one of our dreamers, right? He got brought to this country at like the age of five. Mm -hmm. and then they send him back without his parents yeah. he doesn't know anyone and it's like it's a country he doesn't even know yeah so people don't realize like if you get here that young like you don't this is your country yeah. right that's yeah it's like that's all they know yeah something that also i was like what the heck um la senora you know how the mom's in the kitchen and the, um, she tells her that she had a dream 
her weird dream and like I guess the lady I mean it doesn't say que es una bruja but I would be like what que le dijo she dreamed about a pond of dead fish oh, yeah. and the I guess it means something like you know something's gonna happen dijo que iba a pasar? What did she say was that was happen? on page 79 so she's talking with her um, friend's mom in the kitchen mm -hmm. and she's telling her that she had the strangest dream last night and that it, she says it was a pond of dead fish. And it's funny because, like, she does mention, right, that the lady does, like, limpiezas and stuff? Yeah, she does, like, supernatural things. Yeah, and yeah. it's so funny because in all of our Hispanic cultures, right, we all have something. Yeah. La mala suerte. Yeah, they say all that Which on that so page. Cool. So. I know. My, um. And, hey, the dad, he won money. So it's like, uy, so. it could be true. Well, they were saying, like, that countered it. They were like, oh, well, if he won money, then that means the dream isn't true. Because it's dead fish, which was a negative, like, mm -hmm. omen. Mm -hmm. How do you guys feel about all of our, like, like, creencias, right? Like, all these little beliefs. Do you guys believe some of this stuff? I wasn't brought up on it too much. Um, my mom's Christian, so we didn't. But, like, my dad's side's Catholic. So we would see some, like, my aunts would bring us, you know, the pulseritas de ojo. Sí, no, amiga. Mal de ojo, sí, sí, Or ciertas tías. <laughs> I have my red bracelet right now, at least. Thing. Yeah, or ciertas tías nos decían, pues, está llorando mucho, que le hagan una limpia con el huevo. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, so here and there, like, also when I had my first son, you know, I wasn't brought up in it too much. So I, I didn't think I would go and do that. But his dad and his mom would do the limpias herself. So nomás se escuchaba a mi niño llorar y, tráemelo, tráemelo. Uh -huh. Y ahí está con yeah. el huevo, doing it, and I'm just like, whatever, you know. I was so 18, true. so I, yo la dejaba hacer lo que quería. Yo también creí, until I had my little one, because same thing, same thing, pero, pero oh, la niña tiene esto y esto, y let yeah. me help you. Pero mira, ya you know tengo mi second though? y mi third, nunca una limpia, niño está bien. But you know so, what, you know so what's weird. funny, yeah. you know what's funny, though, it, not just that, but like, I remember being younger, and when I had my son, I didn't believe in any of it because, you know, I was a teenager. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as I've gotten older, I'm just like, I know, un tecito, una sobada. <laughs> like, as I get older, I believe it more. Like, yeah. I'm like, I, I, something more natural. Yeah, than, like, like, I think I believe more as more I get as older. I'm older. See. Like, I'm like, well, you know, they even my daughter, nice. like, tiene una tos or whatever, you know, it's not mom can have medicine. Yeah, Michael wants a, a tecito. Uh -huh. and I'm Michael like, will be like, Ma, can you make me tea? I'm sick. Like, How he already knows. Know. Like, he knows he needs his hot tea. Can you call grandma? She can make that gross tea because it helps. <laughs> and it's but I remember when I was like 18 or 16, I was like, none of that shit is true. And now that I'm older, I'm like, oh my God, it's so true. I can, mm -hmm. I can rezarle. Yeah, or That's they so would eat, like get a hiccups or something. Le ponían como un listón rojo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or les haces una cruz en el pie. Oh, de yeah. Saliva. Yeah. Saliva. <laughs> you see? No, yeah, we can go Fine. on and on with these, Forever. With these things. Yeah, so that pretty much wrapped up chapter six. So the next chapter is For the... the yes. Mm -hmm. So chapter seven, when her parents, both of them, get deported. Yeah. How scary. It was intense. It was. Uh, just the like way everything she 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 recalls like just everything just didn't seem right you know as starting from the morning well, leaving the house mm -hmm. not wanting to really say bye to mom or something or being upset right rushing right right it was a bad morning yeah that's true um, and then as soon as she called like it's crazy because as soon as she called she knew something was wrong mm -hmm. right because at the beginning of it the book the beginning of the book it starts with her uh, calling and running remember that. 
mm-hmm. right at the beginning, and mm-hmm. then this is actually where she goes into it. Um, and it's just like, it's 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 intense. I think I think I don't know. Like I, I I've had some really crazy things happen to me, and I remember feeling odd that day. Yeah. I remember feeling like something was wrong and not listening to that intuition or not knowing what it was. Mm-hmm. It, however, I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Something was coming. And I think, you know, the dream and then her having that morning and just throwing. Mm-hmm. Pues dicen que la lotería te trae mala suerte, ¿ves? No, pues that's why I don't buy the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> no hay que comprar, no hay que comprar. Mejor tú ganas y me das. Yeah, but this, um, and she goes into so much detail, like whether her, donde dejó su mamá, um, her apron and her oh, dad's boots, amazing. and it's just, los plátanos ahí nomás, like, have started on the, on the stove. Right, on the stove. No salsa music was playing. Everything was just off. Yeah, it was way off. Y luego para acabarla vino la horrible neighbor, oh, que sí. ni la quiere. Que ni la quiere, but she came in to check up on her, yeah. and she was just dropped from there, just like, Everything was foggy. It, it just seemed so surreal. It was... I cannot even imagine, like, just even from, like, a brother to mom and dad. She like, broke into the parents' room just to try to see what was in, you know, if they were even in there. It's, yeah. I mean... And then just starting to pack up for them. Like... I wouldn't even know what to pack. Like, And it was crazy because, you know, I, and I, I, I've mentioned it before how I've... I've told patients, I've said, this is, I don't, I don't want anyone to live in this panic because she describes it so much throughout the book Mm -hmm. and this fear that they're going to get deported. And later on, I'll I'll read a quote that really stood out to me because this is what I tell a lot of my patients or my clients. It's like, yes, you're undocumented. And the reality is you could be taken any day. And like I posted, right, have a plan, be ready, make sure that you have something signed so that your child is protected Mm -hmm. so that they don't go into foster care. Because if you do not take those steps, that's the risk they run. Right. And it was just like it is a reality. However, I hope people do take the time to read something like this. And I'll I'll get to it later on on how don't live in that fear enjoy the moment you have Mm -hmm. however have a plan and i think she did enjoy it for a minute because she did say you know i forgot that she did know that that this could happen they told her so many times yeah she did say that and um i mean like with her dad like i think like i'm sorry you know i just was like what when the dad literally said don't cry you know like and it's like how do you tell her not to feel what she's feeling like let her you know she wants to cry like she has to process her emotions and he just was not like i think he didn't respond how i thought he would as a father like um you know i know he said i'm well, sorry and but. this is the thing like i think in our culture right um there's kind of this belief system of walk it off like keep going don't stop like you know what's the point of crying it's not gonna fix anything um and it's not until when she gets to her friend's house Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So her friend um, Gabby and her mom Amelia took her in. Yeah. Wait. Do you guys remember the neighbors trying to snatch their stuff? Oh yeah, that was intense. Oh my oh, god. They went in there and yeah. tried to take all their stuff and. That's crazy. And then, and then think about their that. community. Yeah. You know, she talked about early in the book they how they're so parties. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Oh my god. Yeah. But it's yeah. all it's really like this like like this odd reality. Mm-hmm. Right? Like shit happened, keep going. And that's how the neighbors are. Like, well, what are you gonna do with this food? Right. You know, oh, like it's yeah, a reality. And that's then true. Yeah. I mean she she says in the book like like he asked me too because she's a middle person between her mom and her dad, right? Because they can't yeah. communicate. How's your mom doing? And she's like, I could barely, yeah, I'm not paying attention. Like I'm trying to deal with my own emotions, and you want me to like interpret my mom's and come back and forth. Yeah, so. but it was nice how on um, page 89, when she's finally at Gabby's, she's at Gabby's and she's sleeping. She's laying down and Gabby's asleep, and she starts crying and she hears her. She hears her. And instead of telling her stop crying, she like tells her, you know, I, what you're going through is really scary. Yeah. And she says she hadn't uttered the shallow resonance that I'd wait. She had, yeah. She'd given me permission right before sleep to be the frightened little girl that I was. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. No one was giving yeah. her permission to be that little to be girl. To be that, te digo, her dad and her mom were like, be strong, you know, don't cry. And Esto like you pasar, said, right, walk no, it off, but it's like, man, like, let her deal with her emotions. Like, she's And right the age. next day, put, like, a whole... No, I can go to school. Yeah, and just school mask. Yeah. I mean, they noticed at school, it. some of her teachers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost felt like, you know, Amelia, it's not her business or anything, but still, as a mother, you would be like, take tomorrow off. Like, you need time. Mm-hmm. Like, almost, you know want to mother her like I'm so sorry you're going through this and just don't go tomorrow you're going to be facing a lot of stuff that you just can't be yourself and that's the thing a lot of parents don't know that you know they think if you keep working if you keep moving if you keep doing something you know you'll forget and just think about it you know like you're going to drown in it more yeah mm-hmm. and oh, okay so it was in page 93 where she was like I now wished we set aside the anxiety refused to let invade our every interaction and fully enjoyed one another's presence instead we'd allowed ourselves to be robbed twice we'd we'd trudged through our days with our stomachs in a knot our lives on hold our hearts in our throats and yet our worry hadn't changed the outcome so that's a big thing when you have like this reoccurring feeling of sorry like when someone says like well you know, what if tomorrow, like, my life falls apart? And it's like, yeah, but you're worried today. Like, why are you going to go through this horrible event twice? Right. Yeah. Right? Like, live in the present. Like, yes. I, you're only continuing to hurt yourself. You yeah. To relive it by you're now. going through it multiple times. And you haven't even experienced it. Mm-hmm. Right? Because living in that constant fear, and that's what I tell people, like, have a plan. Make sure everything's set. Mm-hmm. Right? However, don't think about it every day. I'm going to get taken. And so you bringing this up brings to a good point because, you know, even her going to see her parents in where they're detained, mm-hmm. like seeing people like the way I, I would have expected her to be like wanting to go see them and all about it, you know, because it's your loved ones. But sometimes, you know, you can't really go see them in a situation like that. Like it's something too much to handle. Like I remember in when I was young, like going to visit my the time at that time, the love of my life, you know, my boyfriend and he was detained and it was just like dreading, you know, because it like it hurts to see somebody in a, in a place like that. And you can't move on with your life when you keep going back to that. Right. Mm-hmm. And keep visiting. That and person. she kept trying, right, to move on. And, you know, well, that's when it starts that she just 
stops wanting to call them mm -hmm. or receive their calls. And that's probably more on yeah, and the, chapter that nine. Sad? Yeah, so that part, so is this also when the mom le dice about you know probably somebody having a no that was chapter nine. Oh okay. Yeah. yeah, so chapter seven was pretty much they got taken away and how you know the transition is. And chapter eight is all of that too. Yeah, living with them and oh going God. through all that her feelings, being more independent. So then in chapter nine, she talks a little bit more about her experience having a new family. Um, and then, of course, all these quotes, I love them. If you go anywhere, even paradise, you'll miss your home. It's, it reminds me of when um, Hispanics will say, like, oh, Mexico this, Mexico that, or they send all their money to Mexico, you know, mm -hmm. and then I, I say Mexico because that's where I'm from. And people will say, well, if your country's so great, why don't you go back, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like this misunderstanding that it doesn't matter where you are, your home is still always going to feel like, something you miss right mm -hmm. so it says you can be in paradise and still miss your yes. home yeah i always miss my bed wherever i go yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like vacation but you're like okay i'm ready to go back yeah and, that, and you know and she talks about on this section how um she misses home even though she loves this family yeah and then i think you know the transition that she has to do and how she lives in constant fear that she'll do something wrong. Oh, yeah. She keeps that house clean. She knows how Amelia keeps her house. That she just, like, lo lava el traste, lo seca y lo guarda. So, yeah, it's like, she, I don't want her to say anything, you know. Yeah, she's and she just wants to be, like, not even notice, noticeable in that house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, no es un estorbo. Exactly. Perfect word. Yeah. Um... Let's see. So in this chapter, chapter nine. And she does go visit the mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She goes to visit the mom. And I mean, it, it's all, you know, bringing it back to life again. Really. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, just, so when she finally to has to say goodbye to them and they get deported, that is in this chapter. Mm -hmm. In chapter nine. Mm -hmm. Telling her that about the. The fact that someone probably ratted them out. Right. And, and then now she's just like, be careful. Somebody's keeping an eye, probably. So then when we get to, like, page 112, um, she goes, um, so she goes for the first time to Colombia. Yes. Oh, my God. That brought me back to the times I would go to Mexico being a kid. Yeah, it was so much <laughs> fun. I loved it. There, there's such a freedom in our countries. Um, I remember the same thing, like being here and I had to ask for permission to go to the store on the corner. Yeah. And then going to Mexico and people forget you even exist. You're just like, like running around everywhere. Yeah, yeah but it's like we love going to Mexico, the vacaciones, we, not for like, you know, to I live. can, yeah, to live we would yeah. not. And, um, so, uh, and then she gets that extra new shock that her parents are separated. Oh, yes. yeah, that's true. Well, this was after a couple of times of going to Mexico, no? No. The, the first, first time. Not the first time. Right before she was going to go see them, mm -hmm. they call her. Dad calls her and tells her. Oh, yes. We're yeah. no longer together. We're no longer together. Mm -hmm. So that was paid. So she was living with, like, a sister or a brother, and then he was living with a sister or something yeah. like that. After all that, no, hombre. I mean, that's hard. So, yeah. they both and that's the thing, like... They were both it was blaming so each other. Much, it was so much pain that it destroyed her family yeah. completely. 
right? And so everyone ended up basically alone. And it's so sad because she talks about how when she's there, she doesn't even, she, she has the opportunity to hang out with her parents and she doesn't she even doesn't want, want to. to. And it's because, you know, mom makes these little comments like, well, you know, I miss your dad. I love him. Yeah, and it's it makes like, it harder for her. You're talking to your child. Like, yeah. and it's almost like she was just waiting for her to get there just to vent. vent. Yeah, vent. And like, it's like, that's not the person you should be venting no. to. So it was your pretty Your child sad. can handle that. Mm -mm. Try to be a mom. You know, you haven't been there. <laughs> I guess, you know, they forget. She forgot to be a mom at some point. Like, yeah. she hasn't been in the picture for so long. Yeah, the and mom then, dwells um, so much on the negative stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then, she, you know, she talks about how she's seeing all these children in poverty mm -hmm. and how there's so many kids that don't have parents there and that were left behind. And um, it's sad because she hits the realization that that could have been her. You know, that could have yeah. been her life. If she would have gone back to live there. Yeah, yeah, and so people don't realize, like, if, if someone left their country of origin, they didn't do it just for the hell of it. You know, right. they did it because um, yeah. they need, their country was not an option anymore, right? Mm -hmm. so, um, so we move on to uh, her going back to school, and now she's 16, and she starts working more on um, becoming independent. Mm -hmm. okay. She starts looking into colleges, and she starts getting... Um, kind of just stuck on wanting to go to an all-girls college. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and at this point, you know, she kind of um, gives like a summary of how she raised herself. She started working, saving money. She knew how to budget herself. Like what 16, 17, 18-year-old knows yeah, how to do that. that. It's like and she had to grow up fast, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Even though she had adults taking care of her, it really wasn't. She didn't want to depend on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... Then she finally goes to college. I like how they have the pictures. Uh, I had so someone tell me, someone was like, I like this book because there's pictures. Yeah, <laughs> I like pictures. Yeah. Michelle Obama's had pictures too. Yeah, that was true. nice. So You get to picture like really how it was, you know, her working and graduating. But I was a little bit confused, and maybe one of you understood it, that, you know, when she was... Um, and her last year before graduating, she had her, her duet and all that, and she did really great at the concert. Mm -hmm. And right after that, that she did so good, and Amelia and every, the ladies, the moms were there, and everybody cheered her on. She felt like she was, like she did, she chose the wrong college. And, it, and she thought it was too late, which it really wasn't. Um so she didn't think she was good enough that she wanted so, to go to an all woman. Yeah, let me and see. After the concert, I actually I made a note of that. So one twenty three, and you know what it did remind me of Michelle Obama. Yeah. So in in the Michelle Obama book, throughout the book, she keeps asking herself as a black woman, as a black girl, mm -hmm. am I good enough? Mm -hmm. Am I good enough? Am I good enough? Right. And so here she says uh, on one twenty three. I didn't want to be too showy. Staying in the background as a member of the chorus was safe. And then she says, I bur buried beneath all my activities with a broken heart, and I became classic avoider. So she even avoided that. She talks about how if I pursued a career in the arts, how the hell would I pay the bills? Could I fully support myself after I left Eva's? Once I was 18 on my own, what at the time that survival instinct was strong. So she felt like, she wasn't going to make it, mm -hmm. right? And so she wanted to play it safe. 
because she didn't feel she was good enough. She even talks about how some girls in her school could sing like uh, Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. And she was like, instead of embracing my own sound, I was just so scared. And it happens all the time, right? We yeah, compare. Yeah. Oh, we see. compare ourselves to other people and then it holds us back from really being our full selves, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, because she had her doubts, her insecurities. So she gets to go to college. She goes to Regis. That is exciting because she even starts with a dorm, you know, life. Yeah, and she they finally and gets to off. travel, yeah. you know. And it's kind of sad because we do see how as she's traveling and she's doing all this, she really rejects the idea of her story. Mm -hmm. She doesn't embrace it. She doesn't accept who she is and she hides. You know, she talks about how she makes up different identities for herself. And when people ask her, where are your parents? Oh, yeah, she says different she stories says on what happened to them. Or they retired or... And it's because, and, you know, this is, I think, my last thought is how um, immigrant communities, they carry this shame, right? Mm -hmm. And I always tell everyone, there's a difference between guilt and there's a difference between shame. Right. Guilt is, I feel bad for something that I did, right? And she didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Shame is, I am something bad because of what happened, right? right? And she didn't that. decide to immigrate from another country. She didn't decide to do any of that, mm -hmm. yet she carried the shame. Yeah. With exactly. all this society telling us that if you are an immigrant, you are bad, it's just... You become shame, and she had to create an alternative sense of. She self. hides it, and yeah, she lies about it. She's, you know, she's kind of embarrassed at that point. Yeah. To be an immigrant. Yeah. But um, you know, then after she's trying to just change it up a little bit on her, on her um, school, and wanting to go more like political, right? So it's just she chose that major because um, she wanted something that would make her money because she knew arts wasn't, and so. You know, I think that really screwed with her head, too, because when you're looking at the politics and the government and your family is considered an outsider and not part of that government, not part of those politics. Yeah. She talks about how angry she is that her story isn't part of the story of this country, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, so, that's hard. I think that's where we left off. Um, so let's stay tuned for the yes. next podcast. It's going right? to continue to get better. Yeah, it's getting better. She's on her own mm -hmm. and becoming herself now and just finding out where she's going to go from there. Yeah, I want to see if, you know, she helps, if she does something about it to help yeah. her parents. Yeah, And that's kind of where Turn we left back. off. That's the end where she starts saying, I started to think, what if I can do something for them? Mm -hmm. What if I can make a difference? Right? Yeah. So hopefully so everyone is caught up with their reading yes. and, you know, we'll keep trying to make this um, more often just so that all of our readers are, you know, really being able to listen to the discussion. Yeah, and we're trying to um, put together our cafecito, Noche de Cafecito, so we yes. can discuss this more. Mm -hmm. um, as we get closer, I think there's going to be even more to discuss that night. So hopefully more people can join us for Cafecito de Noche. Yeah, and I mean, thank you again to everybody that's been reading along with us. It's been starting new. I think we got a lot of new um, we did. amigas that that's are awesome. starting. We did. And yeah. hopefully, you know, like one mom posted, you know, for us busy moms, we're all moms. Yeah, so yes. um, we hope the podcast helps, right, to kind of get a little bit of a recap on the reading. And we have so many readers from everywhere, out of state out of the country, everywhere. Yeah. That is awesome. So, so true. And from every city here in California, from L.A. to Inland Empire, 
San Bernardino. Yeah, everybody's welcome. And I don't know if we made that clear. Everyone's welcome. Yeah, yes. I mean we have a we have a reader from Alaska. Yes, yes. Yeah. Angelica. Angelica. Yeah, shout out to her. That's so been our, our brunches seem to um, meet wherever we have most people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but our oh, not just going to be out here in Orange County. Yeah. Um, but people just let us know where do you guys want yeah. us to meet, and we can make that happen. And I mean we do these polls for a reason because it's it's not about what we want, what's convenient to us. We always obviously want to consider what works for our amigas, our yes. readers. And that's why we do these polls. So I just want to remind everybody, like, if you see a poll, like, don't skip. Yeah. Let us know. Let, Let us know. Because yes. you know, it's Give us some feedback. Us. What do you guys think? What do you guys want? Mm -hmm. And join in on the fun. Yeah. Yes. So, All right. You. So thank you. Stay tuned for the next podcast. Bye, Bye. Amiga. Bye, Amiga.